the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Senator Tom Cotton is predicting a victory next week for Republican candidate Glenn Youngkin in the Virginia governor's race. He told the Salem Radio Network it has a lot to do with his Democratic opponent. Uh, And uh, I do think that Glenn is going to win next week in Virginia, in part because Terry McAuliffe is not just a washed-up, crooked swamp creature but because he has a radical agenda. At a campaign rally of his own this week, McCullough said he would work to unify Virginia. He had little in the way of praise, though, for his political opponent. Conspiracy theorists. We've got anti-vaxxers, and we got Donald Trump. They're all on one side. From the day he got into this race, Glenn Youngkin has run a campaign of hatred, division, and fear. McCullough angered many Virginia voters this week when he recently said parents should have no say in how their children are taught in public schools. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders. During a recent meeting, I was pretty amazed at how everyone got along so well, and we all agreed on just about everything. I think it's because we have strived for years to have everyone doing a job that they enjoy. We think that ends up being a benefit to our customers. When you like what you're doing, you tend to do a better job, as well as have a better attitude. Over the years, I've tried a variety of jobs at the Kingdom Builders. I've tried sales, project managing, installing doors, working in the office, but currently I'm installing gutters and loving it. It's a pleasure to be able to do my job well and enjoy doing it. So if you need a roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Good morning and welcome. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. On a fall Saturday that really felt like fall. Uh, It's currently a little foggy on the river outside my window here, uh, looking to the east. And it is uh, uh, just above freezing at this moment, hoping to get uh, into the 50s today. Uh, It's the last weekend the golf course that I play at will be open, so um, I will be hitting them links uh, over the next over the next couple days uh, and then uh, 
and then probably driving to look for other places that might still be open. My rule is we continue to hound away on uh, playing golf until the snow covers all the snow covers all of the grass. Otherwise, I kind of like playing target golf. Avoid that snow pile. Avoid that snow pile. Um, 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions and comments. 651-289-4477. Sean is there to take your call uh, on this this last Saturday of October. And I am, uh, I am, first of all, for those of you that listen regularly and have said, well, he's been gone a lot lately, I apologize. Um, work has, has unfortunately imposed itself on me this year where I, I'm in need of um, participating in meetings on Saturdays uh, pretty regularly. Um, so when I get a Saturday off, I'm here on the mic. Uh, when, I, when I don't have the Saturday off, typically I'm also booked up uh, with the same activity all day Friday and unable to do it. We're going to try to stick in an extra recorded hour of uh, KBRS on this coming Saturday because it's a job Saturday. I don't want to leave you hanging on the jobs report. It's something we've done before where where I just try to run in, um, tape a quick quick hour Friday night, and uh, give it to you Saturday morning. So our, our hope is if we can if we can arrange studio time that we can get that done. But because I do think the jobs report is going to be an important jobs report. It'll be our first look at the fourth quarter. And given the GDP report that we just looked at for the third quarter, oh my goodness. A lot of people uh, a lot of people were were somewhat surprised by this. And this is one of those where normally I'm told I'm an optimistic person, by and large, that I tend to look on the bright side of life to quote to quote a famous Monty Python song. Um well, it's not just a Monty Python song, but when I when I hum it in my head, it's it's Monty Python playing in in there. Um, and uh, if you don't know what that is, uh, just type in "Bright Side of Life" Monty Python into your into your Google machine and see what you get. Um, it's an utterly hilarious rendition. Uh, I tend to be pretty optimistic, and I'm still of a mind that the recession is moving a pace. Excuse me, the recovery is moving at the pace we would have expected. Let me start today by reminding you of something we talked about here on the King Banyan Show, oh, probably 12 to 15 months ago. If you'll go back and listen, and by the way, if you go if you go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and you click on click on shows and, the pod, and look for the podcast, you could probably go hear me say this 15 months ago. And I think we've, and in fact, I will go look during the break to see if I've got any of them written where they where we actually used in the title the letters. Remember we were talking about V, U, W, L, K, all of those letters that represent shapes of the recession and recovery. And I remember specifically saying on this show and in a couple of then only Zoom presentations, none of us dared to get together in person, that the shape of the recession could look like a, re- like a, a reverse radical. Okay, so for those of you with a slight math background, um, make yourself a square root sign on a sheet of paper or just draw it with your finger. And now, pretend that you could do that backwards. Or draw one on a sheet of paper, then hold it up to a mirror and see that shape. Where it's going along, going along, and then a deep drop, and then it comes back up part way. And then it kind of starts going a little at a much slower rate. And we would typically say that, or typically... If you're in if you're in economics, particularly in forecasting, or if you're a math type, you might even use the the math term asymptotically approaching the old equilibrium, the old level of GDP. We're going to converge on GDP at a at a slower and slower rate, and that was one of the shapes 
V meant that we were going to get a sharp down and a sharp up right back to where we were before. For about a week or two, I thought, hey, V is possible. But as I began to understand more of the damage the pandemic was doing to the supply side of this economy, I said, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen now. You had people say L, it was just going to drop and then stay there because we'd have to all operate with a lower level of uh, GDP because of the pandemic, because people couldn't engage in economic activity. I thought that was always wrong because I thought people can adjust. People will figure out ways to do their work. And we did. The aforementioned Zoom, the wearing of masks and bringing people back to an office, the rearranging of, of places. I had at one point an entirely rearranged class, class uh, office, rearranged classroom. I'm still operating in a different way I did before. And those changes are now going to be permanent because we found new ways to work that I like better than what we were doing in 2019. Now, I won't give you details because I'm not sure you're all that interested in the operation of an academic uh, building uh, like the one I'm sitting in right now. But just to give you an example, I, one time I had, I have a conference, a little conference table in my office because this is a dean's office. I hold meetings and I have one or two people. And so I have a little, a little conference room here and then I've got a bigger, a little conference table in my office and then a regular conference room uh, about uh, 10 steps away from my office uh, for larger meetings. And at one time, that small conference room, we took all the chairs out. We told people if you wanted to come talk to me in my office, because I was back in my office in July, you actually had to come and stand behind the conference table. And we wouldn't give you a seat because we didn't want you in here that long. We were doing stand-up meetings only in here. And stand-up meetings in my world are 15 minutes. And as soon as 15 minutes, it's like, okay, that's the limit. We need to be done. Um, Change is how you produce things. And this is sort of the theme I want to have for you today about the show and I've been talking about it a little bit but I heard a quote from someone who I was I listened to him back when I was in graduate school and he was a local reporter for a station uh, with the call letters KWHY or KY um which was uh, a, a it was a station okay Sean who will have no idea cuz he's too young young for this will not remember the old days of UHF stations. Do you, Sean? Do you remember what UHF even stood for? Uh, no. <laughs> I'll be honest. UHF is ultra-high frequency. Okay. okay, so so the regular TV stations, you know, the channel, the, you know, the CARE 11 or the Fox 9 or any of those, sure. those were on a, 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 a band that was called VHF for very high frequency. Ah. And for many years, that was the only set of stations you that you could get that's the part of the spectrum that was reserved only for television gotcha okay learning something eventually eventually fcc opened up another piece of the spectrum and called it uhf for ultra high frequency it had less it had less range okay for physics reasons that my listeners will get better i've got (laughs) i've got i've got engineering listeners who are smarter at this stuff than i am but but as I understand it, the, the the higher the frequency, the less range it can it can broadcast. Okay, and that's the only thing I can remember of that. And if I got that wrong, hit me on Twitter, <laughs> pound KBRS. Uh, but the thing was, you could now start getting additional stations on your using your antenna. Station, okay, frequency number twenty two in Los Angeles carried the station called KY. Most of the day, it carried. Um, it carried uh, foreign language shows that were produced in Los Angeles, um, oftentimes Korean or Japanese. Um, there actually was a couple Armenian shows, and it was the first place I heard anyone ever speak Armenian was on was on KY. But between 6 a.m. and 3 p.m., it was financial news. And and it was my and so this is before there was a Bloomberg like you listen here on 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 Twin Cities Business Radio every week on on the Biz fourteen forty you don't hear you don't hear you didn't hear that you didn't have CNBC you didn't have a Fox Business or any, or, or any of that you had this little station 
And I drove my first wife absolutely crazy because I insisted when I got up in the morning that that was the only thing I wanted on. And they were doing this, and get this, right? Uh, they were doing this off of a, they were doing this off of um, news reports using an old teletype or telex that would, uh, would have literally rip and read news reports. Okay. You may, okay, for those of you that are old enough to remember, right, the old machines that they'd be typing and you'd actually type onto paper and then, and then it would be just the, the paper would be on a continuous roll and when it would stop typing, if it was a report that you wanted to get onto the air, there was basically a, a, a cutter on the bottom where the paper was exposed and you would rip along the cutter, take it to the, take it to the uh, studio and read the report that was on it. Um, that was truly a fascinating bit. And I actually did some of that, uh, for a while for a college radio station out, out in the same place. But the first time I ever heard anybody read a GDP report live was on old KWHY. Um, and, and to me, whenever I do this show, part of me is always thinking of watching those shows. One of the guys that was the was a host on that was a young guy who already had a receding hairline i don't think he was older than 30 um and his name was ron insana who eventually shows up on cnbc we're going to have a ron insana quote for you later which is why i was reminded of all of this i don't know if that detour was very interesting to you but it's a little bit of the history of stations like this like like the biz 1440 and it's sort of a bit of an inspiration for what we do here on the King Banyan Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Biz 1440. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. Soaking up the sun in Fiji. Walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands, and nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results, having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? 
TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. When I look out my window Many sights to see Welcome back, King Banyan Show. When I look in my the Biz 1440, window, thank you for listening. It's a GDP Saturday. So um, and I always have to remind uh, listeners, because we don't do it, we don't do this all the time like this, but the GDP report is always followed the next day by the personal income report, and it's like a double whammy for me in terms of what we do for data on the show. So when we get the new GDP numbers for the quarter, so that's four times a year, um, I almost always have to come back and say yes and take a look at what happened to uh, personal income in that in that period as well. So I am I am talking about both of those with you today. Um, and and the headline number of 2%, I think it's important to look at, at a few of the numbers within it to make you understand why this number was, I think, should have been expected to be a lot lower. I, it's interesting to me that as you get closer to the day on which a number is revealed, people begin to adjust and understand different things that they probably should have figured out two months ago, but don't. Here's the thing that I, I was, I'm, I was aware of it, but I did not think it through quite enough in the way, in the way we worked it out. So headline number is 2% GDP, right? 2% GDP growth. And along with that, if I look at if I look at what happened, I'm gonna. I've got to grab uh, the. I've got to grab the the uh, full release here to get the the data right. Um, let me scroll, scroll, scroll. Boy, isn't this fun for you to listen to? Two uh, percent growth of real GDP in the second quarter, um, but purchases of goods, which rose on an annual rose on an annual basis of five point seven percent in the first quarter. in the second quarter fell by 2.3% in the third quarter. So GDP rose, but goods consumption fell. Overall consumption rose by 1%. So services continue to move apace. And this is where I think it's important to think about the supply shock and the supply changes that have happened. Um, because there are supply chain issues in terms of, of thinking about services, uh, transportation services, which are, you know, you would think are running like wildfire, added two-thirds of a percent to GDP, just the production of transportation services for individuals. And that doesn't include all, it doesn't include just trucking per se. It is also inclusive of uh, people traveling in on trains, planes, and, and, and boats, and so forth. Um, that's in there as well. Uh, but food services and accommodations, which had, gro- had contributed 1% to GDP in the first quarter, 2.25% in the second quarter, receded to only contributing half a percent in the third quarter. That's still pretty good. It means that even though we hear all of this caterwauling about the production, about the inability to hire servers in restaurants. All the signs we see that say, hey, no service today. I mean, I'm no service day. We're closed today. Um, I now open up my Starbucks app, and part of, my, part of the question is, which Starbucks is open today? Um, when I want my morning, when I want my morning uh, 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 espresso, where do I... Where am I stopping to get my espresso today? Um, and, and, and so forth. So if you tick through all of the data 
on you know all of the data on all of services it contributed 3.4%. There is sign of additional economic activity. I'm just going to take that services consumption number in terms of its contribution to the change in real GDP. And you can see how much less volatile this number is, but it's strength, right? Services, 2.3% in, in quarter four of last year, one and three quarters percent in the first quarter of this year. Uh, in the second quarter, about 5%, and then in this quarter, 3.4%. So 2% growth of real GDP, but a 3.4% contribution to growth from the increase in services indicates there must be some negative numbers someplace else. Well, we gave you one. That was the durable goods number. Okay. Fixed investment uh, was 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 down uh, down a fraction, a small fraction. And that, that in part uh, account is accounted for by equipment expenditures. So if I, if I look, oh, let me grab that. Where is that here? Is that here? Nope, that's over, I think, here. Um, I tweeted this graph to you, this uh, uh, post to you. This is from uh, Calculated Risk Blog. I tweet, tweeted to you using the hashtag pound kbrs at the start of the at the start of the hour residential investment decreased at a 7.7 percent annual rate in quarter three equipment investment decreased at a 3.2 percent annual rate and investment in non-residential structures increased at a 7.3 percent annual rate after getting crushed over the previous year uh, that's a that's an editorial from Bill McBride, who runs Calculated Risk uh, Calculated Risk Blog. Um, you what you're seeing, I think, is again a real issue in supply in you know with supply constraints. If you dig deeper into these these data in the GDP numbers, if I go look at the investments in transportation equipment, that's minus two tenths of percent. Uh, again, residential and residential investment housing. Uh, that's a minus that that subtracted uh, 0.38 percent. Then I look at exports. I'm not exporting as many goods and services as I was as I was in the previous period. Imports are increasing at a rapid rate because imports are the way we buffer the fact that our supply cha- our own supply chains are having trouble. There are imports coming into this country at a very, very rapid rate. So where's the rest of it happening? And this is the weird part. So I'm going to read you the numbers, the actual levels uh, and that happened uh, in, in the period. And I'm going to scroll down to inventories. If you're having supply chain problems, one of the ways you... you you buffer your sales is by drawing down on your inventories. I'm going to read you the last three numbers or four numbers in terms of the change in inventories, making sure I've uh, uh, the level of inventories. Okay, the change in private inventories. I'm just going to use non-farm. I'm going to ignore. I'm going to ignore the farm sector for the, for the purposes of this. Inventories fell 74 billion. In the first quarter of this year, 147 billion in the second year, in the second quarter, and an additional 53 billion in the third quarter. So you can see that supply chain issue is still there; it's still pulling down that number. Now, here's the thing: when you're calculating real GDP and you're trying to figure out what caused GDP to go up and down. If inventories are falling but at a smaller rate than they did in the previous quarter, that actually looks like a contribution to GDP. It's a positive contribution rather than a negative contribution. You're not drawing down inventories as fast? Woo, that's that's good. So that actually added 94 billion to the real GDP to the change in real GDP or about 2%. Now, if you've listened to the show for a long time, uh, one of the things you'll know is that what I pay attention to, one of the things I try to pay attention to 
is the change in in uh, final sales to domestic produce of, of domestic product for local for U.S. based companies. What happened to their final sales? They actually fell one tenth of one percent. That's right, two percent growth in GDP, but for businesses, it was actually a negative quarter. The only thing, the only reason why we get the two percent number is that quirky part about inventory investment falling or changes in inventories. Inventories fell, but at a slower rate than they did the previous quarter. In the funny world of national income and product accounting, that becomes a positive. And so if someone said to me, well, so you're telling me, King, that that was a bit of a statistical quirk? Yeah, that is what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. Now, purchases went up. Right, people are spending money. Real purchases, gross domestic purchases, rose at, at a rate of three point one percent. That's good. And even and final sales, domestic producers went up by, uh, to private uh, domestic purchasers uh, was up one point one percent. That's pretty good. But most of the impact, most of that additional spending, was accounted for by the purchases of imported goods not domestically produced goods and gdp measures domestic production we in imports are a subtraction so goods consumption overall fell but the the import of goods the import of goods was uh was a drawdown as well we were importing more goods that reduced gdp so if i add all those facts together um it was not a good it was not a good quarter for producers and i want to spend some time thinking about that here over the next over the next hour hour and a half with you here on the king banyan show on the biz 1440 the next spook spoke he said suppose we make the faucet start to drip and make the shutter shake you let me know just what you want this is my favorite haunt. Beware of them spooks. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, my heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800 800- Eight two four three eight five three. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? 
At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Hi, Tom Matiny here. Are you thinking of buying your first home? The best place to start is with an easy, no-obligation pre-qualification. Just go to getalonewithtom.com. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all applicants will qualify. Program and property exclusions apply. Other restrictions may apply. NMLS number 6606, equal opportunity lender. I love this song. Don't ask me why. It's kind of dumb, but I love it. All right. Welcome back. King Daniel Show. The Biz 1440. I am uh, trying to pull something together for you to, to sort of do a little analysis here over the next few uh, over the next few uh, moments. Um, we are talking about the GDP report, and what I've said so so far on the show. If you've just tuned in, if you have, go back and listen to the podcast. The first part of the show was pretty good too. What we said though was was of that two percent gain. Real final sales for domestic producers was a big fat zero, right? People aren't buying consumption. They're not buying consumption goods. They're still engaged in services. People are getting out more. People are adjusting. People are learning how to deal with demand issues. And here's the one fact that I would point out, and I think I... I think I tweeted this to you. I better check the Twitter feed to make sure I did do it right. Um, I think I did. Um, just looking, 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 looking. Nope, I don't know that I did do that. Uh, yes, here we go. I did I did do this from a couple days ago. I'll, I should retweet this to you. Scott Sumner at the, uh, at the Library of Economics and Liberty points out on this number, uh, if you think about where GDP, how GDP has been rising on a nominal basis, if you think about the world in which you think real GDP is supposed to grow on average in a in normal times, at about a two percent rate, and prices are supposed to rise in normal times at a two percent rate. Real GDP, excuse me, nominal GDP, has actually now recovered back to the trend line that existed in 2019. I haven't seen anybody else make this point but Scott, and I and I I I love this guy. If you think about the Great Recession, we entered the Great Recession with a trend growth rate of about five percent. We got eight percent below the trend. And then, instead of going back to the old trend line, we recovered along a lower trend line of 4% in nominal GDP growth, and unemployment fell very slowly. This time, the Fed used some new tools, and it pushed that trend back up to, five per, to, back up to where it was before. Um, now, the problem here is, Take a look at the GDP report. Nominal GDP, including those big price changes we've been experiencing, in the third quarter grew at 7.8%. As Scott writes, that's okay for now. You can live with that for, for a quarter or two, particularly if you're coming out of a recession. Yeah, that's all right. And if, it, if that is how it turns out, if if that is how it turns out, then I think I think we'll be okay if it, it turns out that way. If, if if you believe that it's going to fade back relatively quickly, then you are in fact in team transitory. But just to just to appreciate where we are at this moment, 
real GDP is growing at an annual rate. Real GDP is growing at an annual rate of about four. Uh, excuse me, four point eight percent. Let me let me make sure I've got that right. Um, but the real but five point seven percent increase in the real GDP deflator. Higher than expected. And if I take the year-over-year numbers, if I take those year-over-year numbers, and I, as I look at that, as uh, was pointed out by, um, by, by, I'm trying to remember who pointed it out first. Uh, I think it was pointed out by uh, Brian Westbury. If you look at real GDP, you know, you don't even need to think about the, about the good comparables, bad comparables. We put those together. Quarter three to quarter three, real GDP is growing at four and a half percent. That's pretty significant. That's why I'm, I guess I'm not at the two percent is worse than it looks because of, because it's all inventories. But in a broader context of the last year, it's probably not as bad as you think. And there's good signs in there. That services number growing at an over 3% annual rate or making a 3% contribution to GDP growth. If it hangs in even close to that, and I don't think it will, but if it hangs in even close to that, if it gives you 2% next quarter, that's a pretty good basis because I don't see goods sales continuing to fall at the rate they have been. And for this, I now turn to something that I have done on this show before. You've listened to me say this, but it, it, this is the time when it needs to be repeated. Supply changes over time. Uh, many years ago, there was, a, uh, there was a, uh, an economist uh, at uh, the University of Minnesota, eventually went to the University of Arizona, uh, like many people do, I guess. Uh, you know, they go from Minnesota to Arizona, though not from an economics department from one place to an economics department in the other. But uh, this would have been uh, Ed Prescott. And Prescott uh, did a lot of business cycle theory work. And, wh- and one of the things he contributed to the understanding of business cycles is, the, is trying to model what happens when your decision to build something and the time it comes off the factory line is a different time. It takes some amount of time to build something. And so we, this is often referred to as time to build. Time to build introduces cyclical behavior because you start, you start working with, um, in math, we would call them differential equations in continuous time or discrete equations in discrete, or, or excuse me, di- uh, difference equations in discrete time. Um, and, and I tend to have done most of my theory work uh, in using uh, discrete models rather than rather than continuous models, it's a function of the fact that i i got into I got into doing economics through the back door. I didn't start with doing math. I started with doing statistics, and then went back to learn the calculus kind of later um, than 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 many people do. So anyway, that's a long story. But I want to what I point out here is. Supply changes much more slowly than demand. Think about what happened. At the moment we decided to close close the economy in COVID, demand stopped. Not because people had money. The CARES Act sent money sent checks to people in April of 2020. There was money in your bank account. But there was no place to go spend it. It just sat there. It just sat there. And then over time, we started to open things up, and you started to look at that bank account and say, hey, I got some cash. I can go do some things. But at first, what was open were grocery stores, retail outlets, eventually the sporting goods stores, eventually the furniture stores. And so you start going out and you buy stuff, things, goods. The services come later. We still have, we still have very minimal – we still have – fairly low attendance to blockbuster movies we'll see we'll see how how this movie season goes but i'm interested in seeing how that works but we but you know the rolling stones came to came there were forty five thousand people in attendance i don't think that's a sellout though is it um it's the rolling stones 
should have sold out. Um, I know a lot of people, I know because I'm of that age, I know a lot of people who are around my age who went to it. Um, and, and they, and, and more than one of them said, you know, though, I felt a little odd for a bit because I looked around and nobody else was wearing a mask. Okay, regardless of what you feel about masks, if people are thinking about masks, it's going to hold attendance down. I'm on the board of a theater. Uh, my wife is on the board of a, of a music society. Um, we both are in meetings where it's a real struggle for getting artists to perform live and getting people to come to live performance. So seeing that services number grow is fine, that, but that money is kind of there. And it's, it's saying, as I look at that services number, I think to myself, I don't think this is a demand-side recession anymore. This is entirely a supply-side recession. The problem is we're about to be dumping another, what, nearly $3 trillion in additional government spending into a world where we've got plenty of demand and insufficient supply. What's likely to be the result of that? You guessed it. Inflation. So yes, we're back to the nominal GDP trend we were before, but if that nominal GDP trend now steers up away from four, if it continues to grow faster, we have a significant problem. And I do think that the, what we're seeing in financial markets right now, uh, with, with simultaneously seeing pretty strong stock prices, uh, along with increases in short-term interest rates, um, I think those are the signs that financial markets are beginning to catch on to higher inflation. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for
Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. We're working through the GDP report. Investment, pretty weak. Goods production, goods consumption, pretty weak. Services consumption, pretty strong. Okay? And I'm, you know, you know, I do focus on the positive. I think that, I think that, the fact that services consumption is still growing at a fairly substantial rate, contributing two to three percent to GDP growth, creates a a basis for some support that I think goods consumption and investment will catch up with. I don't expect the cons- the, the supply chain things to last forever. Uh, neither does uh, Janet Yellen. Uh, she was interviewed on CNBC by Becky Quick uh, on uh, Friday. Um, Sean and I think she's standing on a balcony somewhere in Rome, uh, probably with the president on the G20, G20 and climate trip that uh, President Biden's currently taking. Um, I think that's where she is. I don't know for sure. They didn't identify her location, at least in the clips we pulled. Um, and, and she's focused on the supply chain issue as well. Let's play cut number one, please, Sean. Well, I think they are holding our economy back somewhat. Um, we saw that uh, this quarter with slower growth of GDP. Um, you know, I think GDP growth will pick up, but we do have shortages of semiconductors. The, you know, switch in demand from services to goods and uh, the pandemic itself that led to work from home, it really boosted the demand uh, for semiconductors that are embodied in almost all the goods that consumers buy, and um, it will take a while. There is clearly a supply response in train, but it will take a while to boost supply. And I agree with that. I, that part of her analysis is fine. I, and I'm aware she says that the, uh, that the uh, Biden uh, Build Back Better plan is going to actually reduce inflation. Um, I... I no, I do not have words <laughs> to, to express to express what I think of that, uh, and certainly not words that I can use on radio. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to, if you can't say anything nice, just don't say anything at all. Okay, then I won't. Uh, so I, but it does take time to build things out. It does take time to build things out. Um, and it is... It is, I think, in my in my mind, a fairly unique period, a unique shock to the uh, to the economy. But it's not that unique, I think. And this is where I think knowing and and, and this is me banging my own my own uh, food bowl um, on the ground. Um, I I want to have people understand financial history. And I want people to understand economic history. It's kind of been my focus for the last decade or so of my career. Um, I was a I was a business cycle theorist. I and I still think it think I still do a little bit of that, but not very much. I've done sports economics and I do studies of central banks. I still am super interested in studying central banks. And we just we've got a visiting faculty member here this year who's also into that and. He and I have been been chatting, and one of the things we've chatted about has been this: What's this business cycle look like, and how does the Fed respond to business cycles that look like this, and that look like a supply shock recession? And and so he's deeply reading uh, Ben Bernanke's book on the Great Depression right now. Um, and I said, Yeah, but I don't think that's what this is. 
This is not the Great Financial Crisis, and this is not the Great Depression. Both of those are demand-side recessions, and both of those had paths that look like, look like recoveries from demand-side recessions. It's why Keynesian economics was attractive, because it had, it had a diagnosis of, of a shortfall in demand, either under consumption or under investment, and had a recipe for that that involved activist policies uh, both from a central bank and from and from a treasury or, or a government. Um, this isn't that. I don't think this is that. And so and so um, the, the, my visitor says, "Well, then what is and what's what's the analog?" And my analog is in fact my analog is in fact uh, the end of the two world wars. You had at one time a, 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 a sea change in the number of people in the labor force. That's one of the symptomatic shocks that characterizes the COVID recession, characterized the end of World War II and the beginning of World War II, and the end and beginning of World War I. I think you have to be able to read back into the 40s or into the teens. And the, and the World War I history information isn't terribly good. But if you went and looked, and I'm going to talk about this more in next, in next quarter, real GDP in, in 1945 fell by 1%. In 1946, fell by 11.6% on an annual basis uh, for the year, fell 11.6%. And in 1947, fell by 1.1%. So what was going on there? Well, you can pretty well guess what happened was government consumption national defense spending in 1946 subtracted almost 30% from GDP. We stopped producing stuff for that purpose. And you say, well, then it should have all gone into producing private investment. Well, it did, but private investment in 1946 only added 7.4% back. Only a quarter of the reduction in government consumption went into the building of, of uh, the post-World War II economy. We're going to talk more about this right after these messages. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you my part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas kicked off last weekend. If the end of October is a bit too spooky for you, how about spending the weekend with three more holiday Hallmark films? You have Christmas in Harmony premiering October the 29th. Your mother thought that you could help with the holiday hallelujah. (laughs) Then Coyote Creek Christmas on the 30th and finishing up the weekend Christmas sale on the 31st. All of these on the Hallmark Channel. For more information, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. 
You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. Common ground for the sm- Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.